Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. I am the one who knocks. You'll all have chins. I should buy a In mid-2011, there was a conflux of radio's emerging superpowers, masterfully united. D. Sterling Watson and Michael James Dupal revealed to all of terra firma, the lost dial, when in our modern society, it feels like the blind are leading the blind. The lost dial crew are the ties that bind. Arts, philosophy, politics, Hollywood, music, television, technology, common knowledge, common sense, and sensibility, and all other essentials. The lost dial tackles the whole spectrum, as the earth quakes, and the seas rise. It will be in the dial that we trust. We hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Concern. You wanna die, it's not my Just turn like To do something to me like jumping the Mercedes uh, on the highway Doing over 80 without music, baby I'll, I'll go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Just like music Make me call my homie on the phone Like there's something new out that got me in the zone uh-huh. Just that feeling got me I wish music can adopt me Just like Got me in the air singing sweet nothings Make love come out the mouth, no fronting Like all of a sudden Just like music Taking away your worries and cares Any problems, music will be right there Together match, yo, we a perfect pair Is that true, Marvin? Yeah, music Yo, to get you the bang this Body soul snatcher, universal language It be the light, so open up This is it, what the f- Just like music one fly tune to have black and white vibe in one room. No confrontation, poly all night. It's just a sensation. Just wow. like music. Copacetic. <laughs> I just can't tell over here. It, it, it is. It's good. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 102, Lost Dial, powered by <laughs> Studio A. Powered by Studio A. Crappy. No, it's it's fine. It's it's the way it is in real life. We've, yeah, we've talked about it before. This is there's a glass between us. Yeah, I mean, not everything is as posh and and uh, and. <laughs> Can you hear the, the squeaking of my microphone over here? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I disapprove of this, but whatever. Oh, you don't have it as bad as I do. I knew one of them. It's I not thought, that bad. I thought one of them was... Mm. 
I had to figure out which microphone you were on because there's three of them over there. So. Mic, mic three. I got it now. Obviously, it's mic two, three, four. It's all good. Anyway, uh, yeah. So um, we're over in Studio A, not in the regular lounge today because some. Some dickwad graduate. No, I'm, no, we love those graduates. Yeah, they're great. As long as they hang around, but we'll probably won't see him again for now. Right. He, af- after today, after he gets his, after he dabbles his feet in the water and realizes that, you know. No, this isn't good enough for me. I'm going to stay in the ocean. <laughs> when do I get a check? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Michael James DePaul sitting across uh, through the uh, the. Um, <laughs> bulletproof glass is uh, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, ladies, <clears throat> and happy Ladies Month. Is it? It's Ladies Month or Women's Month. I'm sorry, Women's Month. I don't know if it's Women's History Month or just, or just Women's f- Women's Month. month. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> I guess this you is know. the special month of the year that every woman uh, bypasses having that special time of the month for them. So no, they're. No. Um, <laughs> They bypass it, every one of them? Every one of them. <laughs> this is the only month of the year that that happens. Yeah. All right. That's your fun fact for the day. I actually kind of like the way it sounds over here better than over there. It does. It sounds more... Crisp. Yeah. Um, you actually can maybe hear not, each letter of the word crisp. Maybe not... I don't know if it's crisp, but it's like... I don't know. Something about... I, I hate the setup, but I've, the sound... Copacetic? Do you want to use that word again? It's so copacetic. <clears throat> <laughs> it's Women's Month. Uh, uh, it's rain and women. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we uh, we appreciate all that women have done for um, mankind. <laughs> Just remember, ladies, it's mankind, and it's his story. So <laughs> yeah. you know. So back off. <laughs> Let us have our our things like Spike TV and and wrestling and I don't know stuff. I don't. Really, I don't really care for Spike TV or wrestling. No, wrestling is dumb. Um, Linda McMahon is dumb. Um, Spike TV. What's on Spike TV? Nothing I watch. Well, there's a, a thousand ways to die that's on that show, but oh yeah, channel, that's but I don't, that's kind of cool. I don't really watch it. They probably play cops a lot, right? On Spike, probably, and a, and a bunch of like guy movies, like action movies. I think um, Expendables was on the other night, which is I like that movie, but you know, just because it's on Spike. That's with uh, um, Sylvester Stallone and uh, all the action heroes of yesteryear. Oh, because oh, I was going to say, didn't they just come up with a sequel? They did. To, okay. And I'm still waiting for official word, which I think they actually did start um, production with a female version of it. Blee blah bloop. I think that movie is expendable. Wouldn't that be uh, the correct word to use? You could just dispose of it at <laughs> yeah, any time? it's expendable. I mean, that's the whole point. It's just, you know, it's not supposed to be some kind of great cinematic Take teacher. it or it's leave just, it. You know, something to go watch, you know, two hours of explosions and, you know, mindless action. Right. And you need that once in a while. I don't I don't want to... I don't want to be, I don't know, watching intellectual movies 24-7. Like, it gets a little boring. I'd rather watch intellectual movies 24-7. Yeah, you myself. would. You know, just, just stay in your <laughs> no. little... Stay over there on that yes. side of the glass. Right. I'm going to stay over here and watch my Expendables. I'm, I'm moody. I'm moody. <laughs> I'm going to throw a temper tantrum because we had to go over and record here today. <laughs> I was about to say, what, what are you mad about? And I already forgot that it's because there's a glass that divides us. Yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it's very... Um, it's not friendly. 
It's not friendly. That's what it is. The lounge is friendly. It's open and it's fighting. Everyone can, you know, right. can, you know, hug each other out if they need to. Or, you know. <laughs> we hug it out. Uh, yeah, except other than it sounds real good over here. I just like the sound of it over here. Maybe because you need some other people over there, too. That, that's, that's probably what it is. Like, I had at least uh, two people I could have called today that could have came on the show with us today. Um, I didn't clear it with you. I felt I didn't have to because, you know, no. we're, you know no. we're, we're cool like that. So uh, Next Saturday, uh, as of the time, as of now, um, my friend who I only refer to as he's not a uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a survivalist. Right. Even though he's kind of a survivalist. Right. Um, is planning on coming down. OK. Um, as of now. But you know, I just meant, like meant the weather, yeah, just like the weather, you never yeah. know what could happen. Yeah, lovely new. Who, who are you gonna? Who are you gonna bring in? Um, she is actually a another former graduate, uh, uh, Sean Rucker. I don't know if you've met her. You probably have. You probably seen uh, her before us or after us. I believe after us, uh. or if, even if not after us, maybe it was like she took a night class. I think it was pretty much she was after us. But do she, the people before us even exist? Did they exist when we were around? Did not you? To me. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Bloom's Room, because they're still around, because they're in the book. They're in, they're in. The book that we, we may mention is the sign-out book to use the studio. Which I thought we were pretty much I thought we good were for the, um, the next two years. Yeah, I thought we booked the book pretty well, but apparently not. Do you think somebody... Uh, uh, I'm, sti- I'm sitting on a stool, by the conspir- way. I, I know, you're me. really tall over there. <laughs> conspiracy against the Lost Dial, perhaps? Mm, um, conspiracy. Maybe... Um, <clears throat> Maybe style. Granny Receptionist took some pages out of the book and put in some... She new... likes us. She's yeah, a fan. No, I know, I know. She likes us. Granny Receptionist. <laughs> uh, we apologize. Somebody is messing with our flow. Mm-mm. We disapprove, although we're going to roll through it just as my dad says. You just keep moving forward, and that's what we're going to do. Yes. Well, uh, that song, that's, um, that's ancient history. It is. I had to bring it back because I'm like, I. I what put, year is that song from? Oh man, um, it had to be after like the 2000s, I think, because I remember l- the first time I heard it, and the, this is the way I kind of judge everything by time. I moved into my the house that I'm living in now, um, in late 1999, mm-hmm. so I can remember like certain songs I hear or like videos I've seen based on where I was either in my old house or in the house that I live in now. So, so it's like BCAD, the house. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the house is that 33 years that separates the two. <laughs> he was 33, right? He was 33, okay. yes. See, I know some things. Mm-hmm. I do know some of the... Say, yeah, check out that documentary on, uh, what is it, History Channel? Not documentary. The Bible? Um, yeah, it's a miniseries. It did really well last Sunday, so... I didn't watch it. Um, it's not a series. It's, it's a, a miniseries. miniseries. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to keep going until Easter, so like five weeks... And I think it's a t- total of like 10 hours. So it's like, um, it's the actual Bible, but um, a visual. Visual representation of the Bible. From what from, I've from seen. From what you've seen, has it does it go from like. It goes chronologically through okay. the Bible. Um, they, they did like the first couple, like, I'm going to say book. Because, I mean, all of the, that happens in Genesis. It's a lot that happens in there. Right. And my parents were watching it, but they were also fast forwarding through a lot of it. Because this happened to be on a Monday night, and I'm like, uh, guys, I want to watch the following, so let's hurry it up. Um, <laughs> and uh, they kind of fast-forward through bits, and I kind of heard them commenting um, from wherever I was. And uh, I guess maybe they might have taken some cl- 
uh, creative liberties in producing it, yeah. which I have no problem with because sometimes no matter what the book is – Isn't that what the writers of the Bible did in the first place? <laughs> oh, we're getting controversial now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean I still haven't watched it, but I, I will at some point. I don't know if I'm going to sit down and watch all of it from beginning to end, like all 10 hours supposedly. I think that's how long it's going to be, but mm. I, I don't know if I have that kind of time. Speaking of uh, you know the book of revelations and plagues and whatnot, oh, I heard on the way down the here mm-hmm. um, that over in Israel, some dis- some area in Israel, not the whole. I mean, it's it is a small country, but not the entire country, of course. But there is a um, an area that is currently being um, bombarded with um, locusts. Oh, it's a locust. It's a it's a like biblical. You know, um, like a snowstorm, but it's crickets instead of, (laughs) you know. I'd hate to shovel that mess. They were talking about, um, I guess it was on NPR. Uh, Yeah, um, uh, locusts are kosher. Mm -hmm. Um, You mean to eat? Right, yeah. They. um, So after, uh, like, the locusts come, they're going to, like start to eat them. right well i guess the thing is in in this area in particular and in a lot of areas you know in the past where there's been problems the only thing left to eat after the locusts eat everything are the locusts so that makes sense. That you know, makes sense. they uh they have no choice but to consider them you know kosher which i guess means they're not um hooved beasts or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't uh, really know what what it <clears throat> means to be kosher other than to be clean. It's got to be clean. It can't have hooves and. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh well, now we know <laughs> what all that. But crickets about. are okay. Yeah. But yeah, they just they they totally devour everything, um, farmland, anything that's green, basically. Mm. Uh, so. Is there a vibration going over there? You heard it. I was looking at your shirt because yeah. I think you have a green shirt, so yeah. your, your shirt would be in danger. Maybe if somebody Windex that thing every now and again, it looks like it looks like people have been smoking cigars on the other side over Actually, there. It's it, so it doesn't foggy. look as bad as it used to. There used to be a picture here on or some paper saying no food or drink. And oh yeah, it was like I've uh, already broken the a little. Um, I got my little uh, coffee here. Wasn't the picture a little Dunkin' Donuts cup with a smiley <laughs> face, being like, <laughs> <laughs> "We're not allowed in here. There's no coffee drinking in here." Uh uh uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> well, he ain't here, so I'm gonna be drinking my coffee. Little Dunkin' Donuts guy. Yeah, I'd actually try to um, see with my new job with uh, all the the Home Depots I have to go to work at. Um, one of them has a food truck outside, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided to you know try their coffee because you know I needed a wake up boost. Yeah, and it was like one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had. Yeah, you have to stray away from the um, the big guys. Well, I, it's only because they're there. They're they're easily accessible. Yeah, that's all they are is easily accessible. But the food truck coffee, it was like so much cheaper, and it was just so delicious. Mm-hmm. And, and like after the first sip, I was like ready to just yeah. fly. Um, <laughs> and it was it was incredible. I'm like oh my god, this is great. And the the other amazing thing about it is I'm so used to drinking coffee that has flavors added to it. Yeah. Um, and this was just regular basic coffee, basic. cream and sugar. Yeah. And it was like okay, I need to. I need to try some other regular coffees. What did it come out of? Did you, did you see what it came out of? It was like this, I was going to say like a black box, but it was like, uh, you know, like a, a coffee dispenser that they usually have. In like one of the ones office. with the black tabs that right. you pull down. and like, Right. Okay. It had those. three of them, I think. I think one <clears> of them <throat> was just regular coffee, although both 
they had these arrows pointing to it, so I thought one of them was in was decaf, but the language that was written underneath it was in another language. So I was like, oh, okay. What was it in Farsi? It was either Farsi <laughs> or French. I don't know, but I just like whatever. I'm gonna take the one because the first guy or the first time I went there, the guy actually poured the coffee for me. So the um, the smooth ovular containers um, with the the thing that you press down and oh, it squirts things, out. Yeah. Never trust those. Oh, what's wrong even, with those? Uh, I never enjoy what comes out of them, <laughs> even if it's labeled as like, um, you know, Green Mountain Coffee or, you know, one that you know, mm-hmm. the brand, and it never, I'm never happy. What you just described, that thing, those I've never had a problem with. It's always good coffee that you comes know, out comes of those. Popping, piping hot. <clears throat> but those ones that um that you press the the, the the t- well, I don't know what you'd call that. It's a little. I almost want to call it a thermos, like a really large. Yeah, thermos, that's exactly. But... Yeah, it's a, it's like a thermos style, and you push down on the the top handle, and it squirts out. And <clears throat> in a similar fashion, I hate the ketchup dispensers that are like that too. You have to push the thing to get the ketchup out. Because usually when I'm doing it, there's no ketchup left or barbecue sauce, whatever's in it that I want, and there's nothing in it anymore. It makes me sad, and I go and cry about it. <laughs> but hey, that's that's life, right? I guess. Condiments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's, it's, it's a rough life. Mm-hmm. Um, it surely is. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's been happening since uh, we last recorded, other than massive snowstorms oh, plaguing? Um, well, the Oscars happened. Oh, and I know it's like, week la- it's like weeks later, um, but... Ultimately, I, I got, it's, I got, it's all going to be news to me. So okay, I got fourteen <laughs> out of twenty-three correct out of my predictions. Did I get anything correct? Um, I had I, to. Have, you, yeah, you had to get out, out of my bunk predictions. I um, had to have been one that was. Let's see. <laughs> uh, out of the let's see, you you did six, right? Yeah. I I don't even remember what I. Um, one. Did I say a more was going to win? Oh, wow, best you picture? did get that one right. Two, three. You got three out of six right. Yeah. You got best picture, which was Lincoln. Uh, act uh, actor, which is Daniel Day Lewis, mm. and supporting actor, which is uh, Christoph Waltz. Really? Yep. <laughs> and that's and oops, I'm sorry. You got yeah. Four? That's what I said. <laughs> you got three right. I'm sorry, you didn't get best picture. You got uh, director, which is Ang Lee. What did I say for best picture? You said Lincoln, but yeah, it, Argo won. Argo won. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. I did see. Uh, I did see little clips of um, Ben Affleck crying. So that makes sense. <laughs> and you said supporting actress Sally Field and leading actress um, Jessica Chastain from Zero Dark Thirty. I said that. Yeah, that's what you said. I wrote it. I down. thought I said the old lady from Amore. No, no, oh. no. But I mean, it was it was an interesting show. Uh, I had fun live tweeting as usual, um, and that's actually where I. Um, where uh, Sean Rucker and I were discussing, like, hey, you have to, you know, drop by on the show sometime. Mm-hmm. So she said, oh, it just might. So, Is it short for Shauna or something? I don't know. It's a good question. I'll have to ask her. Because she is actually, I think, maybe the first or maybe second female Sean that I've run into now. Shauna. Isn't there a song? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is now. You yeah. just... It. Oh, where, where did that where did that come from? That came out of the memory banks. I, I was um, like, yeah, you have to come out with your best album, uh, best of uh, <laughs> Mike Dupal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sings the hits. <laughs> Mike Dupal sings the hits. 
Oh, goodness. Um, <sighs> but uh, the other thing that was happening, well, not the past week, but just well, like the past couple days, um, <clears throat> I had a bunch of questions, one of which oh, I yeah. asked on Twitter and kind of baiting you to, to answer it for me, but I ended up getting like two other, two, three other people answering it. Well, the way you structured it was kind of strange. Yeah, it, it was a strange question because it, it was a really kind of a long question. I've, I've always wondered about it, and I couldn't like go to like Google or Yahoo Answers because it was just too long of a question. I'm, I mean, and if, if, if I was correct in, in understanding it and comprehending it was, you know, can a president be president for more than eight years? And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Under, I was under the um, the illusion that um, mm-hmm. that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, who served, he didn't serve four full terms because he died in his fourth term. Mm. But uh, you know, it but was, he was, like, it was the longest. Term. It was wartime. It was World War Two. People were like, you know, stick with the devil you know rather than the devil you don't. You know, like <laughs> because you know there are people out there that are like the devil right now. So let's uh, let's stick with. Um, guy in a wheelchair even though we don't know he's in a wheelchair right at that time mystery's in a wheelchair but we don't know he's in a wheelchair hmm. <clears throat> he's in a wheelchair what no that's a room no 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 that didn't happen he's not in a wheelchair yeah, fdr cool. used to do fireside chats <laughs> <laughs> I, I need uh, why why doesn't president obama whisper softly to us in those you know fireside chats we'll have to send that that note to him so he can start doing that I don't like, you know, I, I want to turn on one of the old school, you know, radios and listen to you. I don't want to go on YouTube and watch mm. your White House Yeah, he, I don't know videos. if he still does it, but he used to have um, yeah. a podcast or something. Well, it was sort of like a podcast. Every every week he'd release a video, yeah. and I did it for like the first couple of weeks. I got bored with it, so yeah. canceled. <laughs> So is that the other answers you got? Were they similar? Are they same? Um, they actually, the first one, uh, shout out to Will Valenti, who uh, directed me to um, uh, Wikipedia in the second, or the 22nd Amendment, which pretty much answered my question in full because it explained uh, that the president can't be in office for more than 10 years, I believe, and uh, gave me examples of the only president so far that that could have taken advantage of that and that was george washington <laughs> of course because they wanted him to oh yeah they, they wanted him to continue on after eight stay years stay in there like you know be like the pope and you know die in that position <laughs> yeah we won't get into that right now um they're making such a big deal about it johnson i think uh whoever was after uh kennedy yeah was that vice Lindsay president yeah, yeah lbj yeah he was the only one who was actually uh capable of Staying in office for as long. Oh right, because of so him because and of the times. Yeah, who actually somebody who just tweeted me. Um, I'm grumpy four one two on Twitter. Uh, he also told me the same thing too. Yeah. Hmm. Because he's a, he's an old man and he was there, <laughs> as he says. Hmm. But that was that was like the main question that was that's been plaguing my mind for the past couple of weeks. So I finally got an answer to that question. Um, but I have three other questions. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for oh, them? yes. Okay. Um, now, this is something that's, that I do a lot, and I'm kind of really curious about it. And this is a real question. I, I'm looking for an answer. Even if you can't answer, mm-hmm. maybe our listeners can. Um, when you're tipping when – it, when it comes to picking up an order at a restaurant that's normally like a sit-down restaurant, are mm-hmm. you supposed to tip for that? 
at like um, say for example like you go to the outback and normally if you sit there you have to tip your waiter right. you know that's fine but you're going let's say you're going into a pizza place and you pick up your order versus having them deliver it or right. you know you're at a table and they is they, that what you're asking do you tip at those types of places yeah cuz there's a line there for tipping or you go to outback and you have the to go service so you just walk in to pick up your food but there's still a line there for tipping do you still tip are you supposed to me per all right this is what i think okay <clears throat> First of all, don't go out to eat and don't order delivery food unless you have money to tip. If you don't have money to tip, you shouldn't even be – you should be sitting at home opening up cream, cans of cream corn. Cream, you shouldn't – You just cook yourself. <laughs> yeah, or cook. Um, but uh, the way I look at it is if you walk into any any hospitality establishment, any, 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 any restaurant, uh, any member of the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. um, you should walk in um, kind of like Jimmy Conway with a handful of $20 bills. Crisp ones, not with the wrinkled ones. Folded yeah, ones. Not, we don't want those old ones. Because they don't work in vending machines. You walk in and you just tip everybody. 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 Even the old guys sitting up by the door that you know that they're there every day just because they're part of the ambiance, the charm. <laughs> they are the spirit of the place. This place wouldn't be the same without that old guy staring at me. And, you right. know. I just think if, if you're going to go out to any – whether it's a sit-down restaurant or a seat-yourself restaurant um, or you order delivery food, whatever – you, if you're going to deal with anybody who works in the restaurant industry, you tip them. Hmm, just okay. do it. So if you, you go out, you know, have a separate pocket full of cash. For tipping purposes. And then you just tip everybody. Everybody you walk by. And then you yeah, have to go like in, you're the back, a high roller. in the back in the kitchen and actually tip the chef. No, nah, not them. Oh, okay. They're dirty people. <laughs> oh, it's a lot better than um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico where uh, Johnny Depp's character had a uh, park over bill so good that he had to go in the back kitchen and shoot the chef. It was his crazy way of keeping that. balance. It was a good movie. I like it. Wait, what did he do? He went to the kitchen to find the chef that made his meal and he shot him <laughs> just point blank and then left. And it was his crazy way. Cause he was already a little insane. He was like a rogue CIA agent. He was already insane. And that was his way of keeping balance to the world. Really? Yeah. No. Cause I guess that food, it was like so good, or maybe it shouldn't have been that good. I don't know. It was weird. He wasn't. He wasn't one to just let you know, like natural disasters and plagues take yeah. care of the you he know balance of natural, natural order. Okay, he is the plague. So. He needed to actually do his part to uh, right balance everything out. And in fact, now I'm sitting here talking about it, it feels like I need to go watch that movie again because it's one of those movies where I would watch anytime. If it just happened to be on TV, I'm going to stop and watch it. Have to check it out. Yeah, it's 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 good. Robert Robert Rodriguez. So mm, okay. can't go wrong unless you're watching the uh, Spy Kids movies. I don't want to bag on those too much because I've only seen the first one, but I don't really care for them. So he did that. Yeah, really. For his, you know, for his, uh, for the children. <laughs> and I'm I'm also kind of curious for like, the children. If if I got to meet Quentin Tarantino and got over the fact that his face looks like the way it does, then I'll ask him about you know. <laughs> Um, would he ever consider doing some kind of family type movie? I feel like he would say no, but you never know. Maybe he might, you know, consider it. He'd be like, oh, "I used to do a good. I used to do a mean Quentin impression." <laughs> Who <are> you? <laughs> you? I don't want to get divorced, man. <laughs> you if she comes man. home and she finds a couple of gangsters like uh, putting bodies in the trunks, she's gonna effing divorce me, man. And I don't want to get divorced. <laughs> 
you got to get your face all tuned up too, or it's <laughs> like he's perpetually trying to kiss you. <laughs> oh man! But I mean, he's an awesome dude. I'd, I'd actually like to hang out with him and go to one of his uh, his uh, movie showings because he shows crazy movies. So I bet he throws like I bet I don't know. I just picture like him at his like at his uh, you know big. A, you know, Mansion big old ranch or something. Yeah, whatever, whatever he whatever lives, he lives on. in. Yeah, wherever he resides, I, I I picture him throwing like these these really 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 topsy turvy like um like Andy Warhol parties. I don't know, like real yeah. real avant garde, real Seems weird. Like Snacks must be good too. I don't know. We got to go to commercial. I don't want to get divorced, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's pay some bills here on episode 102. And that we are going to do. Lost dial. Allnoiseradio.com, man. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> are you really playing this? I'm really playing oh, it. Oh, God, dude. There's a reason why I talk about it. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field. So, baby, give me that. And let me get that. Running her head through my fro. Bouncing on 24. Why they say I'm it's the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man in here wishing, sipping on coke and rum. I'm like the Connecticut School of Broadcasting founder, Dick Robinson. You know, the media business has changed a lot since we opened our doors in 1964. Now media content is everywhere, on air, online, on the go. More than ever, companies are looking for people to help drive this new media. At Connecticut School of Broadcasting, you'll get hands-on training on the latest software and equipment in a matter of months, not years. Connecticut School of Broadcasting has placed thousands of grads in broadcast media careers. It's all about versatility. You see, at a radio station, if you also know how to shoot edit and post videos you become a pretty hot commodity that's the training you get at connecticut school of broadcasting connecticut school of broadcasting with locations up and down the east coast from massachusetts to miami call 1-800-TV-RADIO or log on to gocsb.com connecticut school of broadcasting the nation's oldest and largest group of broadcast media schools redefining training in radio tv and new media get trained get connected 1-800-TV-RADIO Thanks for listening to The Lost Dial. If you like our podcast, please rate us and comment on iTunes and Podbean.com. Also, check out our friends Aaron, Andy, and Amacy at The Porchcast and Didi and Ariel at Catnaps and Cognac. Both can be found on iTunes and Podbean. And now, back to the show. It's like murder, she rolled. Once I get you out the clothes, privacy's on the door. Welcome back to episode 102, Lost Dial, powered by AllNoiseRadio.com. All right, go for it. Tell me why on earth. <laughs> oh, why I play that song? That's a shout out to um, uh, the last episode from Catnaps and Cognac. Uh... They, uh, in one of the little news bits, they're talking about how that was. Uh, being, that's being petitioned, I guess currently being petitioned to be the new uh, national anthem. <clears throat> yep. By whom? <laughs> I don't know, but to hear more, I would say check out episode 11 of Catnaps and Cognac to let let them explain it to you. Cause We'd play it if we could. Do you have it? I do have it, but I don't have it queued up or anything no. like that. I still haven't. I, 
will admit at this point in time, I haven't finished listening to that particular episode, um, but it's definitely worth checking out. So I'd like to know the um, the the little the little group that's the petitioning. people behind it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely say go go check it out because it's it's absolutely hilarious. Their show is hilarious, so that that is go go check it out. Go check it out. In a related news the event, also podcast. check out our brother podcast, the um, Porchcast. The, bro- the brother and sister podcast. <laughs> there are siblings. We're, we're a big, happy... <laughs> Podcasting family. Yes. <laughs> have to do some uh, crossover shows in the future. Oh, no. We don't keep it in the family. That's gross. That's no. incest. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are kind of doing these tours, in a sense, where... Um, I mean, the porch cast, they went to uh, uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the most recent episode of Catnaps to Cognac, they took a, a library tour. We haven't done anything yet. Oh, I'm thinking hmm. uh, I have to bring out the uh, the tour to food, which I keep talking about, but nobody really knows what that is. Well, I, I've, I've explained it before, but it's hmm. basically, it's like bar hopping, but with restaurants and like a five-course meal. Uh-huh. Um, I've only done it with like a couple of my friends a couple of times, uh, sporadically here and there, where we'll start at one restaurant, we'll have a you know a meal or something, yeah. some kind of appetizer. Then we'll go to another restaurant to kind of have another meal or or a dessert, and then one other place for another dessert. That's or, what fancy pants people do. Well, it's it's what foodies do, and that's I'm, I'm you know I'm a foodie, so yeah. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. See, I just. I get I get very anxious, you know, and like I I don't I you know, and we've talked about this before. We're complete opposites when it comes to comes to that because, you know, I eat to live <laughs> and I wolf down food, I inhale it, and you don't um, take time to enjoy it, right? Because I prefer standing up when I eat, really, because <laughs> if it may, no, I do. I mean, I really, I, I'm I'm I get very like at restaurants. I just want to get up. I want to get the hell out of there. I just I can't deal with it. Because you know, like you know, what you remind me of you remind me of uh, of Ryan or Rusty Ryan from um, Ocean's Eleven. Because every scene he's in, he's eating something. Because <laughs> he's always kind of on the move, on the go. Yeah, he's Brad Pitt's character. For those that don't know, do you know? I but you know, and you should understand this because you love food. Mm-hmm. Um, like, don't some types of food just make you want to like move a certain way? Like, if you didn't have to sit down all the time to eat, you could express yourself there by times, moving. There are times I'm dancing in my chair. Because no, it it's so good. much better when you're standing because, like, you know. Because I like to sit. I like to enjoy and relax. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God. And Because some foods I eat, they're so delicious that there's nothing I can do but just sit there and just I zone out into my own little world. And it cracks my parents' Tell All right. Tell me something that is that earth-shattering that that was that good that that happened yeah name 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 one one thing that you've had in your life that you were just like flabbergasted you like i went to i don't um, understand that it's in i believe it's in stanford or stratford but it's called the butterfield eight and i had a a half-baked cookie with ice cream on top of that right yeah 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 Oh my god, that was like the most delicious. All thing. right, not dessert because dessert's more understandable. All right, all right. You Give want, me you like want food, a, yeah, a f- some real meaty r- meatness. Right, exactly. Something that you were just like. Bleh, Last you know. week I went to um, Smoking with Chris. Uh, shout out to Smoking with Chris and Southington of all places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southington. <laughs> yeah, Smoking with Chris. Uh, I had the uh, the meat lovers combo. Mm-hmm. It was uh, brisket with us. Uh, um, Pulled pork and smothered ribs. 
And all being all three of these things on one plate, which I've tweeted pictures of and put on Instagram because I had to do that. And I'm so glad that I did because it was gone within maybe the next 45 minutes because I sat there and enjoyed it bite by bite. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. So then for my dad's birthday, it brought him there, him and my family. They pretty much all got the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they completely agreed. And like, oh, my God, you made a great choice bringing us here. And they completely, absolutely enjoyed it. So that was like the most recent of deliciousness. And shout out again to Smoking with Chris and Southington. They recently followed me on Twitter. Mm. Um, I'm kind of getting a, a following of, of food establishments following me on Twitter. So that's huh. pretty interesting. That is very interesting. Nardelli's follows me now. Not only just Nardelli's, the main corporate office or whatever it is, but also the Middletown location follows me too because I frequent there a lot. So, Where's their corporate I don't know. I don't know where their their main store is. It might be in like Newington or Waterbury. I don't I don't really know. Hmm. It was on um the Travel Channel at one point, I think. Travel Channel or Food Channel. No, neither of which that I watch. Of course. Except if it's, you know, got to watch Travel Channel cuz that's uh, Ghosts. Yeah, Ghosts. <laughs> uh, ghosts. Um I I got an idea mm-hmm. for a, for a tour. <laughs> what you got? And I and we're going to go ghost hunting. No, um, well, that that's an idea too. But I was thinking of, but I don't know how you how you'd actually go about it. If we'd actually, hi, yeah, I don't know if it's open. <laughs> oh, the other you, door. You, yeah, you can go through. Normally, there's a cinder block holding that door open. Oh, we have to find sometimes. it. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Um, that was our guest. Was <laughs> <laughs> a ghost. Um, uh, like a tour of shows. But you mean I going to concerts. No, other other talk shows. Oh, but see, oh, that's oh, yeah. that's where I'd have to think about it and and plan it out because I don't know if I'd if I'd actually want us like hopping around while other people like actually like sitting in on real shows mm-hmm. or just like set it up like a bit so people think we're doing it but we're actually just playing recorded shows already mm. and like we sit in like what's that guy who he's he's a he's like probably the most famous but he's very like um uh he's got an amazing vocabulary um he critiques movies he maybe he works for the paley center or something Um, he's got those glasses and that terrible bald the actor studio that guy you know it's like black hair but he's bald and he's yeah kind of he's a a bit rotund not no not you're talking about but why is his name escaping me doesn't he work for the paley center uh, I think he works also at a school. Um, yeah. Uh, the actor's studio with, oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. And I know there's people listening yeah, right now that are just. looking up if we weren't I, over a, here and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in internet le- less land. Uh, we're over here in say, Timbuktu. Yeah. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I about to say, I'll, I'll have it in a second. Yuckety, yuckety, yuck. Uh yeah, but like, do it like that guy. Like he, he's so James Lipton. He's James Lipton. Yeah, he's so heartfelt and so serious. <laughs> and like, rather than us just sitting in on other shows and like ragging on it, because a lot of shows do that as a bit. Like mm-hmm. I know some pretty big shows that do bits like that, and they, you know, they just take samplings of like, you know, um, 
Jesse and Clark from, you know, 1047 in Cincinnati. And they're just really like lame, lame, lame. So what we're gonna be looking at the best? Well, yeah, we we're could. gonna be, we're gonna be looking at the well, or people that we know. I don't know. See, that's where we'd have to put a little bit more thought and time into it, mm. and like you know, critique it like we are the end all be all of like like we're the podcasting. Of, yeah. We are podcasting. We are the James Liptons of the <laughs> podcasting world. Yeah. <laughs> But have you yet listened to other podcasts yet? I don't know if you listen to as many podcasts as I do. Right? Not as many, no. Some. But, uh, yeah. So I guess that's, that's what we're going to have to do. But that's, that's, but that's something that's, I wrote down. But that's the brilliance of it. We don't need to be experts. We just pretend to be. And, <laughs> and that's takes, what would make it funny because, you know, we'd be talking on our asses. <laughs> it, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. And I think we're pretty – we're, we're <laughs> there. We're, we're like 9,000 right now. So. 10,000 hours to become and an expert. I wrote that. That's like the last thing on my on – my, my page this week for this the show i wrote clip show but my idea for the clip show is not clips of our own show but clips of other shows right because we've done you know podcast roulette before and yeah um yeah maybe one day we'll have a little more organized uh yeah. targets but you know yeah. um but that's you know that's roulette <laughs> yeah that, that is the fun of it uh let's see the other thing i actually have right don't now. ever do that roulette thing on the internet where everybody's masturbating though no no chat roulette no chat roulette i'm good <laughs> i am good on that one um just a uh i guess a wave an announcement um my church is having a poetry night in a couple weeks mm-hmm. march 22nd so all those that are listening if original can, poetry um for the most part i'm gonna be hosting it Really? So I don't have any like newly written material, so I'm thinking I'm probably just going to read some some classic poetry. But I'm I'm going to be hosting, so I'm not going to really be doing that much of my own stuff anyway. I'm just going to be saying, "Oh, next up we got blah blah blah." So you you should like you should really get into character, like dress up like Black Edgar Allan Poe or. Um... <laughs> I, yeah, I tend he didn't to... write poems though, but his 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 he stories were were poetry. He wrote poetry and short yeah, okay, stories. Whatever. Nobody knows his poetry though. <laughs> the Raven? How did you not know the Raven? Oh yeah, the Raven. How oh, how quick did I forget? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this is a perfect segue to go into uh, the following, which I'm pretty sure I talked about. But it's it's a really great show. It just got picked up for a second season. Um, oh boy! I definitely co-signed the show. Uh, of course, if you're a little queasy on murders and you know bloodiness, then maybe stay away. But was The Raven a movie before it was a poem? <laughs> Starring John Cusack? <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, he went back in time, uh, did the movie. Then uh, Edgar Allan Poe's inspired, like, that's a perfect plot. I, I should do that for a poem. I like The Pit and the Pendulum. Nevermore. Um, that one, I think, was all right. The movie? You're talking about the movie or the... What? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I'm jesting, of course. Um, or, or the one about, um, what is it, Lenore? The one about... That, um, that's The Raven. Bear- no, uh, all right, never mind. Uh, the Fall of the House or Usher or the House of Usher. The first the one where they, whoever it is, the character buries somebody in the wall or, oh, or under the, the floorboards. Yeah, the Telltale Heart. That's okay. my favorite story. Yeah, Lenore is in The Raven, okay. Yeah, I never, love The yeah. Telltale Heart. Um, I would read that one, but I think it's too long, so I, yeah. I won't read it for Poetry Night. But, but anyway, Poetry Night, for those who would like to attend and you're in the Connecticut area, um, Friday, March 22nd. Uh, drop by 24 Old Church Street, Middletown, Connecticut. Um, and uh, if you have poetry you want to read, as long as it's church appropriate, because there will be children there. And I'm all for poetry being you can say whatever you want to say, but since this is a church and there's going to be kids there, it's got to be appropriate. So right. that, that's the only request we have, and not to 
be going on and on. We have a featured poet. His name is Charles Smith. He's going to be uh, doing his thing last. So I mean, he's a great poet. He's uh, done quite a few things so far. So. Local guy? He's a local guy. Uh, met him. He's. I've heard him say a few pieces, and he's, he's really good. So he's going to be the featured poet of the night. So after hmm. everybody else does their thing, he's going to come up. He's going to come out and blow everyone out of the water. Yeah, he's going to... Gonna, gonna, yeah. I'm like, you guys call this, po- you guys call this trash poetry? <laughs> Let me show you a thing or two about poetry. So yeah, definitely check it out if you if you can. Um, and you know, I'll be there. Um, so yeah, it's good good time. I haven't done it in a few years. So say, uh, please say again the time, the date. The... Oh right, uh, March 22nd. That's a Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, the address is 24 Old Church Street, Middletown, Connecticut. If you hit New Church Street, you've gone too far. You've Turn around and go back. <laughs> Ironically, Old Church Street is a one-way, well, not a one-way street, but it's a sort of a dead-end street. So, Like most religions. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway. It, well, the, other, <laughs> the other odd thing about it is there are like three churches right there on that street. You set yourself up for that I one. I did, I did. <laughs> I just, you know, had to... <laughs> yeah, just take it. <laughs> uh, so take another. Got, I got another question. You want another question? Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was going to ask about that. Okay, this one is. I don't know. Just something just kind of plagued my mind. But Peter Pan peanut butter. I mean, what's the connection with peanut butter and Peter Pan? What's related? The con- what's the connection with the bus company? Exactly, that's my related question. But I, the bus company, I could see more because the bus company is taking you to a magical place like mm. Cleveland or Ooh. Detroit or <laughs> Hartford, some awesome place. And you know, Peter Pan did the same. You know, he took you to a Wichita, <laughs> Milwaukee, <laughs> um, <laughs> Denver. I don't know. And Denver probably. Charlotte's kind of nice. I'm, I'm thinking of you know off, off the beaten. Well, they're not the the popular, but not as popular cities. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brockton, Massachusetts. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, the uh, yeah. So all right, the the bus company I understand. But the yeah. Do that. Is that even a company anymore? Do they? Yeah, still they m- are. Because mm. I actually drove by the other day, um, and that's what. Reminded me of this question. You drove by the the there's a, factory. The, yeah, the Peter Pan bus factory. <laughs> no, no. no, the buses. peanut butter. The peanut butter. No, I'm talking. I, didn't. I don't know where the oh. factory. Is. Oh. That's what I thought you meant. I drove by the other day. No, I drove mm. by the Peter Pan bus factory, and uh, that's where it reminded me of the question because I happened to pass a Peter Pan bus, and I'm like, Peter Pan. I don't get it. Like Greyhound, I understand because I mean they're 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 fast dogs, so the bus must apparently be fast and travel great distances. Peter Same Pan. with Peter Pan. Peter Pan traveled well, fast at that great distance. Yeah, and he went to Fantasyland. Second so star like, on the right, straight, straight through till morning yeah, and all exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> Childhood was good to us. Um, but Peter, the peanut butter, though, I don't get it. Like, what's what's the connection there? So if anybody mm. out there listening knows what that connection is, please tell me. Cause I would say it's, it's another reminder of youth. And Peter Pan is uh, probably one of the greatest stories of getting law getting trapped uh you know the parallels of um you know and then they made the movie hook showing them all grown up 
but you know eating peanut butter sandwiches well you know peanut butter like you know you get home from school and it's uh one of those days and you have a peanut butter sandwich and it's like oh this brings me back peanut butter and jelly maybe <laughs> so if they came out with like a jelly then i'd com- i think i might understand it then but i don't know I don't, I don't get it maybe peter no they only make peanut butter they don't make other things too i don't think so i don't think i've seen any that's what I was wondering. Is that company still exist? I don't know. Because um, last time I went and looked at an assortment of peanut butter, I don't think I saw Peter Pan. Yeah, I'm usually either seeing Jif, but I usually go for the store brand because you can't really screw up peanut butter too much. I mean, I know you can. I'm pretty sure it's possible, but I I just go for the, the store brand because it's cheapest. I don't, I don't do Jif. I mean, I would eat Jif, but I don't. Because it usually costs. I I had never met anybody who had anything um, against peanut butter or didn't like peanut butter. Unless you're allergic to peanuts. Right. Yeah, that's true. But um, um, my uh, my Russian friends, they all they all seem to have that in common. They they don't like peanut butter. Yeah. Hmm. They find it because it's it's an American thing. You know, it's like. Or how they feel about Peter Pan. Mm, they probably think he's a pervert. <laughs> I, you know, they have something against everything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, Peter Pan's not. Um, where did that originate? Probably England. Yeah, I'd say Britain. Yeah, because I mean, it takes place in London. That's where they where he kidnaps the kids from. So, mm. London takes them off into the into the space. You know, that's really yeah. what's going on. He kidnaps them, brings them to space. Yeah, that's um, you know, like a modern day interpretation. Those kids, Peter Pan is an alien. Yeah, they okay. were. They, you know, they were just. They weren't like, you know, London dignitary, or they weren't um, upper upper crust. Their parents London. were, according to the Disney uh, classical no, well, feature. Yeah, according to them, they were all dressed to the nines, and you know, they went out to the <laughs> opera, or whatever. The real was. story was they lived in a trailer park on the <laughs> outskirts of London, and a beam of light came down from the sky and sucked them up into the mothership while they slept. Right. <clears throat> Tinkerbell was actually a little uh, micro robot that was, you know, <laughs> giving them fairy dust, but that in quotes fairy dust. Yeah. It all can be, you know, just like like we were talking about before, the Bible. The stories can all be they can, they can all they can all be, you know, misinterpreted like or interpreted to fit whatever it is that you right. deem necessary. Right. And jumping back to religion real quick and it's funny how this happens. Um I first heard about this documentary on the Tom Joyner Morning Tom Joyner Morning Show, uh, another one of my many inspirations for doing this show. Um, they were talking about a documentary called Mia Maxima Coppola. It's it's in Latin. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amnesty does because <laughs> I they just recently talked about it on their show. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about um, basically what's going on in the Catholic Church and these priests and the Pope and so forth. And it just came out last year, I guess, or maybe couple months ago it's on hbo or hbo go because that's how i watched it it's really enlightening i definitely say check it out um it's all about the uh the scandals within the catholic church though yeah pretty much and it starts with uh these four four or five deaf kids and how they were uh molested by this one guy or this one priest and how they're adults now and they're trying to you know seek justice in a way they're trying to seek a settlement Pretty much, yeah, and it's it money, was, money, 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 money. It's really, it's really quite sad. Unfortunately, it's like, wow, that's it's rough. But I'd say check it out. It's on uh, HBO Go if you have access to that. Have you seen The Master yet? No, I haven't. Not. I watched it the other day. Did you enjoy it? Was it everything you thought it would be? Well, 
Um, so it's a long hesitation. So I don't know how to read it. It's it's very hard at this point for me to to explain. Hmm. Um, I'm going to have to watch it again. Actually, um, so is it better yet if I watch it and then we talk about it after? I'm not going to give anything away. Okay. Um. The, all right, I watched it, <laughs> and I wonder if that's the answer for a lot of people who've seen it. It's like I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> watched it. <laughs> Um, n- not, I mean, yeah, a lot of movies are obviously I want to watch again, but this one I had it. to watch immediately once it was over. Once the credits started to roll, mm-hmm. I started, I started it again because I was that kind of unsure of my interpretation what of just it. Happened? I, uh, I'm confused by certain things. And I, I'm not going to get into detail because you haven't seen it yet, but... Mm. Um, Donnie Darko was like that for me. Oh, I, I figured Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko out like that. Oh, well, aren't you just, you know... <laughs> I had to explain it to everybody. <laughs> I had to explain it to everybody. Yeah, it was explained to me, then I got confused again, and yeah, it's, it's a weird movie. But, yeah. but you have to Basically, the whole again. movie is if he was able to go beyond his death when the engine falls into his room mm-hmm. but basically he dies right. the engine falls into his room he dies but he gets to see a glimpse of what time travel wise you know of you know what would have happened if some six foot tall bunny rabbit did lead him out to a golf course you know while mm-hmm. it happened so simple easy but this the master hmm, um once again written i mean i'm a big fan of the director it's written and, and written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I got to watch it again because the second time didn't answer any of oh, my questions. Oh, so you questions. did watch it the second time, but you're, yep. but you're still kind of. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even use one word to describe how I feel about it. That's how still up in the air I am. So do you, do you even know if you like it? The fact that you watch it twice. I don't even know if I like it. Hmm. I, wow. I can, I can, I can but I do comfortably understand. say that. I do understand. Cause there, there have been times I watched a movie and I'm like, I don't even know if I like that movie. And there's been movies and people might kind of cringe or give me a weird eye because I say it, but like, the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I didn't know if I liked it after it was over. And my friend was instantly. <laughs> my friend was correct, like for me at least, saying like, "Yeah, you won't know if you like it until maybe a week later." And a week later, I decided like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." As soon as I saw those boots he was wearing, I knew instantly I loved that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird movie. It's like it's not like a movie you normally see. No, it's um, and that's yeah. probably it's quirky. Mm. But that's a good word to explain. At the time, I'm like, I don't know about this movie. Um, and and Jacqueline Phoenix, his um, his his performance is actually so unbelievably. I'm not going to say good, but it's like mesmerizing. Yeah, it is. It's 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 off putting. It's so like it. You wonder in in some of. The, after seeing some of the scenes, if he is, um, if he's using, he's using some sort of tool, and I'm not going to, you know, narrow that down to help him 
reach that level of performing hmm. or he's just like all right i've seen him in other movies mm-hmm. mm. i still haven't seen his last one um the the documentary where he acts like he's kind of crazy or he's a rap career starting his rap career it's a mockumentary actually it's not oh, a real documentary um, i still haven't seen that one mm. i'm not there or something like that i don't know yeah 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 i'm yeah, still yeah, here yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I'm, I not, seen I'm not there as the uh, Dylan picture. Okay, so where um, I'm seven people portrayed, you know. I haven't seen that either. Dylan's crazy, crazy. Um, I'm not really a Dylan fan. Different so. line, no. I don't think I, I would watch it. Well, <laughs> but as for this one, I guess I, I will have to check it out. I See, I hype this one up so much. I, I think his. Um, have you met your match? Your movie match? Yeah, I think Jacqueline Phoenix, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Didn't he win something? He was nominated, but oh. he didn't win. He's good. I mean, he's good in everything. Jacqueline Phoenix, on the other hand, I mean, I've never been, like, completely, like, almost haunted by what I saw as far as a performance by him. Mm-hmm. But um, I think maybe a huge part of why I can't put my finger on this movie is because of him. Hmm. It's that... Um, intrigued or uh, creepy? I creepy. don't know. I don't know. I, just, I wanted to say disturbing, I, but I, think I get too strong. It's man, disturbing's disturbing. This one, his his, well, you, like you said, off putting. So maybe we'll just go yeah. Ahead. All right, yeah. Stay with that. I'm I'm gonna wait a while and go back to it. But I hyped it up so much, and other people who did see it in the theaters hyped it up, said it was incredible, you know. And and again, I think I think I remember. I think the Porch Cast saw it. Yeah, um, I remember. You know, people be saying, you know, speaking kind of how I am when uh, they first saw Magnolia, and I instantly thought Mag- Magnolia was incredible. Hmm. He's veered away from um, his his first couple movies are are, are a type of are a, have got a, a a tone a mood. Um, like, they're more they're set in modern times mm-hmm. more or less, and then these last couple pictures he's done are almost more, almost period pieces. Yeah, almost, and um, they're very different. Well, there will be blood was a period piece. Yeah, that... yeah, and you know this one, you know he's a. Uh, ex World War Two Navy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're so different. His first couple movies, um, compared to his last couple movies, and then this one, it's just um, it's got a real like sadness to it. Like mm. even though it might not be meant to make you feel that way, I, that's how I walked away feeling. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that's really. I mean, yeah. The guy's now calling, da 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 da. You know, he's he all he wants is you know, and that whole like thing about family in Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. There's always that that um, you know, there's that one character who you know stumbles upon a bigger group of people and they're a family, and he wants in on that, and he becomes that, and he either gets cast away or cast out, or you know. There's that element in, in all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Hmm, okay. And in this one, yeah, something about it, I'm just like, uh, I just, I felt um, weird after I watched it. No, no. You needed to bathe. Well, we're going to take a break on that. 
And we're going to be back with uh, part B. Of our B-side show. of 102, the style. But, you know, it's just... AllNoiseRadio.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not playing this again? Oh, well, hey, well, I'll get a note next Jeez. <laughs> we'll be back. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun.